Cross my heart, don't hope to die These highways I can't wait to drive Who knows where you'll find me Somewhere across this country Okay, it's currently Sunday. What is the actual date? Um, August 8th. Um, last night was pretty crazy. But before we get into last night, I'm going to talk about the howling. Actually, I don't think I've done an episode for the 7th or 6th. The 6th, I didn't really... No, six was howling. Fifth, I didn't do much. So fifth, I uh, that was the morning I interviewed Dan and stayed at the park and ride. And I went into Lake Louise really quickly um, to meet up with my friend Lex, who was working. She's the one that works at the boathouse and um, did the Fairview lookout. But overall, that day was like pretty easy and simple. Most of it was getting from Lake Louise to Canmore. Um... In preparation for Haling, but I did do a little bit of a Fairview lookout and uh, spent a little bit of time at Lake Louise because it was a it was a more of a clear day um, than the day before, which was when I did Big Beehive and others. So not much to talk about there. August sixth, Haling. So in the morning, I was working on the podcast, doing some prep stuff, uh, preparing a resume, you know, because I do have to go back to real life at some point. Um, and uh, kind of doing some research on howling, how hard it is, because I knew that there was a scramble at the top. I knew that it might be a little bit more challenging than anything else that I'd done. So I made sure to read up on some history and try to find pictures of that last piece where you have to do a little bit of free climbing. Don't worry, it's not actually free climbing over like anything steep. It's just like you have to use your hands a bit to, to climb up the, the, the final like 100 meters of of the summit maybe not even 100 meters to be honest maybe like 50 meters um but in terms of that hike so howling i thought was pretty challenging um it's relentless it doesn't let up at you on at any point um it starts off going through the woods and uh it's pretty steep the entire way up uh, not like the hardest thing. We got to the top in two hours and 48 minutes. That was with quite a few breaks and pauses. Um, I was with the four other people. I think if I had done it by myself, I'd be able to get up there in two hours. Um, I did stop a little bit more than what I was accustomed to, I guess. Um, when you travel with five people, it's fine. I mean, I wasn't complaining about any of the, the stops. They, they, um, they were necessary at some points for me too. There's one viewpoint, uh, very beautiful, where I think you can see the east end of Rundle Mountain. Um, it wasn't very clear going up, but it was very clear coming down. So I made sure to stop both times to get a picture. Um, that's really like the first point where it's a little bit of a flat area. Just the viewpoint is. Otherwise, it's back to being straight up. Um, so you're probably going through like the wooded, I think we were going through the wooded area for about two hours before we got kind of to above the tree level or where the tree level was evening out a bit. And it was windy the entire way up. Um, so once you got past the trees, pretty freaking windy. And, uh, I put on my jacket and stuff and you we were sweating. So it got pretty cold. Um, but once you're above the tree level, there's like three 
sets of staircases, which are wonderful in the sense that um, if they weren't there, it would be much harder to, to actually climb up that last little bit. Uh, not nice in the fact that they just seem to be never ending when you're on it and you're at the top of a, of a hike. So there's those three uh, staircases which do help out quite a bit. Um, they're they're really stable, which is nice. Um, and then once you're at the top of the three staircases, you're basically 100 meters away from the summit in terms of elevation. That part is, you're like at what they call the saddle. So the saddle is between um, Howling and Miner's Point. So Miner's Point is the one you don't have to scramble for. You can just kind of walk up. There's a little bit of a path. You don't have to use your hands as much. And then Howling is the one that's a little bit more challenging. So the easy one that a lot of people do is Miner's if they're not comfortable doing the scramble. And then if they are, they do Howling. So um, that last part probably took me about 30 to 40 minutes just because I wanted to feel comfortable climbing and using my hands. So there was a little bit of a path. There's there's like probably four or five paths that you could take um, on the way up. And I don't know, I just wanted to have fun with the scramble. So I wanted to, to do that. But once you do that, you're, you're it's really hard to get back on the path. And um, I'm going to sneeze in a second, I think. But um, so I, yeah, I just wanted to, to challenge myself, but in challenging myself, it took a while to be comfortable. I was ahead of the pack. I was ahead of the rest of the four. I just was like, you know what? They, I think they took a couple pictures and were taking breaks. And so they were a bit behind me. So I just started going up and I'm like, I hope they follow me because this is going to be like gorgeous. And so, but it's really, really windy, like gusts of wind that I didn't feel comfortable walking during and uh yeah so it's like about i would say 30 or 40 minutes for that last part for me to to get to the top just to, just because i wanted to feel comfortable and when i got to the top there was two other girls there and it was just us and uh we were chatting and i took a couple pictures for them they took a couple pictures for me and then um they left and the rest of the group joined me so that was nice um and you while we were up there it was cloudy and windy we're like, you know what? The views aren't that good. So in two minutes, like after we get some photos, we'll leave. And then all of a sudden the clouds broke, the sun came through and we could actually see some stuff, which was wonderful. Um, so we ended up staying up there for like 45 minutes, I think. And it got a little bit warmer, less windy. Uh, we started to eat some food, um, which is really nice. And then uh, I interviewed them. So that's what happened at the top. Overall, the way down was pretty easy. I had the poles. Um, the poles were really helpful for especially the top part um, for balance. I feel like I was able to, to get through pretty easily. I never really had a moment of uh, no confidence on the way down, which is really nice because sometimes you feel like, oh shit, like is this stepping point good or bad? Um, so with the poles, that's why I think they're really good for, for me is uh, they do help a lot. I think take the pressure off my knees um, and are good for balance and, and making sure that you just have that extra confidence on your way down. So I think it took about an hour and a half to get down. I'm not really sure. I think I stopped once and we stopped once on that, at that same viewpoint because it was a beautiful view. Um, we saw mountain goats before we started. That was really cool. Um, and then we got back and we went to a Thai place. We went to a Thai restaurant that was really, really good in, in the city of Canmore. But overall I give Howling 
was it the hardest one I've done? Definitely with the end, it was the hardest one I've done. I would say it's about as unrelentless as Big Beehive, Lake Agnes Trail, but I felt that one was shorter. Again, maybe it was just because it was me and Angela um, and, and not with five people. I think it's about the same elevation, um, but I think Big Beehive, if you do it over the entire thing, is about three more kilometers stretched. So it's probably, Highling's probably more steep um, than Big Beehive was. But I thought they were both wonderful hikes. Howling was probably the hardest that that we've done in, in, in terms of just being like, damn, where is the top? And you can see the top for quite a while. Like, you can. But when you're going up, I wish... I wish going 700 meters flat was the same as going 700 meters up, but alas, they are not. So that's a review of Howling. That was August 6th. I've done August 5th, August 7th. Um, so I didn't do much August 7th. I was, I slept pretty well. Um, and I went to this, so I did a little bit of a hike around the city, um, I forget the name of the trail. It was kind of like three trails mixed together, but I basically went up halfway to the Howling starting point, walked around a lake there, found a couple waterfalls, um, walked back. So you found like Quarry Lake, which is a popular swimming hole here in Canmore, but it wasn't really a nice day. And then I went back to the city and I got the best pizza I think I've ever had. Um, it was at this place called Rocky Mountain Flatbread. I believe is the name. Super good. I got the bison and brie um, option. So it was the first time I ever had bison meat and it was delicious. Um, really, really good pizza. I did, I got the iced tea too. Not great iced tea, not gonna lie. Um, and so then I walked around downtown Canmore a bit, watched a few buskers, uh, walked into a couple stores. I got myself a puzzle. Just wanted to kind of see the local city before I moved on. So I did that. And then I, in the afternoon, went to this place called, like the community center here. And I waited in line. They had a, they, they have a pool and like hot tub and sauna and stuff. And uh, my legs were filthy from howling. Like, disgusting just covered in dirt but I couldn't shower so I what I did was I decided to use the the pool and and shower and change rooms for like an hour and a half to really clean myself up which was always nice and uh, relaxing so I I showered before I went in to to clean everything off and I'm like wow some of this stuff isn't coming off so I went in the sauna and like basically used the steam and heat to sweat out dirt from my skin, which was really cool. It was really nice. It, it felt really nice. Um, but that goes to show just how dirty I was. Like I had to steam the dirt out of me. Um, probably mostly because I like had to let it sit for 24 hours. There's some fun, fun stuff for you to imagine. And then I uh, finished that. I watched the Blue Jays game in the lobby and just used the internet for a bit to go on Twitter, edit some podcasts, um, do some work, uh, and, and just relax there. Then I went out for dinner too. I wanted ramen, so I went to this ramen place. I walked around downtown Canmore at night, and then I came back to the parking lot to sleep, and I met uh, Jonah, who you 
we'll, we'll hear from or have heard from. I'm not sure when I've posted this, but I did with a little podcast with him outside of his car and we had like seven other people join us randomly that were walking by because we did it outside and um, people thought I was like a news reporter. People thought I was the coolest person ever. People thought um, like it was TV and uh, yeah, just a wild moment. And then I went over and there's a... so. Another name for Canmore is Vanmore. So it's like these. some of these people have lived in this parking lot at night for like a year is what. And Jonah's been here for six months. So a lot of them know each other really well and they just uh, get to know each other even more. And uh, so last night I hung out with them and it was really fun. I saw light bending. I saw a fire stick twirling, um, had a couple laughs and really enjoyed the night. It was like my first night seeing and meeting a whole community of people. In the last uh, few weeks, I've mostly just met individuals here and there. And this was like a whole pack of 15 or maybe 20 people. I didn't meet all of them, um, but uh, a lot of them are like, oh, you're the podcast guy, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm the podcast guy. So uh, I guess that's my thing now. And... Uh, that's really it. That's the that's the last three days. It's been some wild moments and some really interesting moments and uh, no regrettable moments. That's for sure. I got to the top of Howling, pushed myself to do it, and uh, I just get more and more confident in what I'm capable of all the time. So, yeah, that's the episode. Peace out. Oh, and I totally forgot to mention Brian and Alana, who I met on my hike yesterday, a little short hike around the city. And when I say short, it was like 15 kilometers, so it wasn't really short. But um, I met them on the hike, and they're from Calgary, but they gave me like a huge list of like eight to ten things to do from between Calgary and Victoria and things to do on Victoria Island and things to do in like Golden and the drive and route to take through the Okanagan Alley and uh, just lots of different things that they were just suggesting like spitting and I had to keep track of my notes and I'm like I don't know if I got everything but they are they're also the ones that recommended the flatbread place in Canmore so shout out to Brian and Alana I didn't actually tell them about the podcast so they're not going to hear that but yeah just a, a wonderful couple that was very supportive of my trip and my journey and uh, wanted me to see the best things possible in uh, in BC and then the drive from from where I am now to where I'm kind of going next. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. Now the episode is done. Today I might just quit that nine to five and drive everywhere beneath clear blue skies, and maybe I'll go on a hundred hikes. I pack my life in this SUV. I may just travel endlessly. Across these countries, I hope to find just where I'm meant to be. 1400 hours later, when these roads fit come home, I'll have met so many mountains, great lakes, and every stone. I may seem far away, but just a call away by phone. Cross my heart, don't hope to die. These highways, I can't wait to drive. Who knows where you'll find me?